the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 176, recorded April 9th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me, as always, is... Michael Diaz. That's me. How's it going, Joe? Good. We're still here. We're still recording, everyone. We are still making the podcast. <laughs> you know, I looked. We dropped one episode in March. Yeah, it's been a, been a horrible month for us. And Michael's usually the social media guy, so I didn't even say anything until like a couple of days ago. I think people are like wondering what the hell's going on. It's funny when you posted that, I literally had the same thought. I was like, I haven't posted in a while. I should say something so people don't assume we're gone. And literally like 10 minutes later, I saw your post. I was like, oh, Joe thought of it too. <laughs> yeah, I was a little freaked out. I'm like, what if, you know, but we're still here, folks. We just have uh, been a crazy couple of weeks with life-changing events for me i've uh i'm actually right now in a remote location uh a parts unknown no i'm in south carolina now not michigan uh, i've taken a job down here and uh, right now i'm in a a hotel uh waiting to start but uh it's that's that's what's been going on the last couple of weeks uh, just trying to finalize uh some personal things with work home and all that so unfortunately uh the podcast got pushed aside but Really, it's Michael's fault because he just ditched us all to see a concert. Okay, hold on, hold on. One week, one, one not even the whole week. I just wasn't available uh, a week ago Thursday. That was it. Yeah, but you got out of jail, what, Tuesday, Wednesday after the concert? When did you get out of jail? <laughs> it was not quite that riotous. Uh, partying in Vegas uh, when you're almost 50 is a lot more sedate. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I wasn't sure because Vegas, you won't, it stays there. So I wasn't sure. Uh, we had fun, but I think my big night, I had three drinks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, mind you, one of them. So I was on the strip, not on the strip, on Fremont Street, which if anyone knows Vegas, that's old Vegas, it's right? the old strip. Yes, exactly. I ordered a Jack and Diet tall, which usually means more soda. Yeah, double there. usually means two shots. Well, that's not how it works in Vegas. The guy, I ordered a tall, he gets a big-ass cup, and he just holds that liquor bottle upside down for several seconds. Now, the drink cost $20. What? Was this at a casino? It was It was right on Fremont Street. Right oh, on Seattle. the street. That's why it cost $20. You got to like dip, you know, dip into a casino, throw a couple quarters in the machine, then order a drink. Dude, I don't know if it's like that so much anymore. No, it? it's not that, but it isn't twenty bucks. They need to get you a little loaded to, to spend. Yeah, money. yeah, but we were we were there to just experience Fremont Street. He, had, uh, the friend I was with, had only ever he'd been to Vegas several times and only ever done the Strip. I'm like, no, 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 Fremont Street towards that. You did you? Uh, uh, we won't uh, talk much more about Vegas, but did you do the Skyline, the little zip 
line thing. Across. No, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not afraid of them, but I don't love heights. So I did not do that. Gotcha. We watch other people zipping by, but Is, yeah. Needless to say, Vegas was fun. So yes, there was one day you know what, on March 30th that I was not available. <laughs> but let's blame me, not the guy that uh, has uprooted his life and moved to South, South Carolina. Right, right. <laughs> Michael's fault. Uh, well, the good thing is, is not much has happened in the last couple of weeks. With right, me. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a worse time to go dark is like one of the busiest times of the year for, for Star Wars, Star Trek, and all the other things in between. Uh, we just totally dropped the ball. So thank you all for hopefully coming back to the show once we release this um, and picking up where we left off. So let's jump right into the news, Michael. That Now, obviously, it's not every piece of news of the last couple of weeks, but this is the latest news uh, of the past few days. Uh, so let's jump right into that. Well, first and foremost, we've got the new or at least the latest Indiana Jones trailer, which Lucasfilm uh, proceeded with a official statement noting that, yes, this is the final Indiana Jones movie. Not entirely surprising. I mean, Harrison Ford is now 80-something. I mean, considering how long it takes to make movies, it could be another five to ten years before another one comes out. Do we want to see Indiana Jones at 90? No. Right? But I also like the fact by them announcing that this is the final, you know, remember a few years ago, there was rumors that Chris Pratt might come in and replace Harrison yeah, Ford? Yeah. Well, he got Mario, so that's okay. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Not quite as awesome. No. But. Well, there was talk of the goddaughter in the film taking over the, the franchise, but that's not going to happen it sounds like yeah, maybe, would, maybe maybe it'll be a new series like on disney plus or something the adventures of whatever i don't know what her name is in the, in the movie but phoebe uh, bridges that's the name of the movie that's a character's name no that's the actress she uh so if you haven't watched it joe it's not geek related but she has a show on amazon two seasons i think there's six episodes a season called fleabag oh i've heard of it Phoebe Waller-Bridge, that's her name. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, if you haven't watched it, check them out. They're fantastic. All right, will do. It's it's dark, but it's awesome. But she's actually, she created that show, but she's also a fantastic and talented writer and has done a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, yes, she can write dark comedy and Fleabag, but she was also the creator and one of the writers on the killing that was on AMC. Um, she helped write the last bond film that came out. Oh, okay. And on top of this, she came in and helped punch up the script. And in addition is playing his goddaughter. So she's actually done quite a bit. Oh, and she was the voice of, um, Oh, oh I can't remember her name. What's that? What was, uh, Lando's, uh, droid L. L7? Oh, that's who that is? That's Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I should look it up. I don't, I don't have, I didn't put up Wikipedia. Like, Michael didn't just know this off the top of his head. He's reading something. I can. No, I'm not. That's you, all off the top of my head. Wow, amazing. You didn't drink enough in Vegas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, she has already has a connection to Lucasfilm and Star Wars because of that scene in, uh, or not, because of the robot she played in um, Han Solo. Awesome. Well, I mean, the preview looks great. 
It, it looks like it could be, uh, uh, and our buddy James Mangold is the director, which we will talk about in a minute. Uh, so, you know, of Logan fame and plethora of other films that he's done very well with, Ford versus Ferrari, what a great film if you guys have ever seen it. What? Uh, how, how did he become so great? I mean, let me... Let me throw this out there. He also directed The Wolverine, the second Wolverine movie. And it was good, but it was not great. Right? Well, he's had a lot of films. I'm going to look him up on IMDb now because I have to. I know there's more than. than right, right, right. Saying. I think he's been great because he's been around for so long and he's done a lot of great movies. Now, he's not Spielberg. I'm not saying no. that. Well, we'll get to that when we talk about the Our Geek this week, but even Spielberg's not Spielberg anymore. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I'm just saying, like, Wolverine, when it came out, it wasn't, I mean, let's, the first Wolverine, X-Men Origins Wolverine, come on, mm-hmm. we all know that movie's crap. Uh, the second one, where he goes to Japan, it's better. It's like, okay, this is more like Wolverine should have been. And then, obviously, Logan is, mm, chef's kiss, fucking awesome. And I agree with you, Ford versus Ferrari, I freaking love that movie. Oh, it's an awesome movie. But I mean, 310 to Yuma. Oh, okay. See, I have not seen that. So I, I, I want to go see that now. Walk the Line. Johnny oh, that's Cash. right. I love that movie too. Girl Interrupted. Copland. Copland's a fucking great movie. Wait a sec. That was him? That was like 20 years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got, he's been around. He knows what he's doing. He's not a new dude. He's been around making films for a long time. He's not, you know, not everything he makes is perfect. Not nobody does that. I'm sorry, not even everything Ridley Scott makes is perfect, right? Right. Um, but anyways, I'm, uh, you know, needless to say, he's got enough in his background where I feel pretty confident that that this latest indie movie is going to be good. Well, let's segue this a second. In that Lucasfilm must be happy with him because. He's right. got one of the three new Star Wars movies they announced. Right. At Star Wars Celebration London this past weekend, uh, they made a few announcements. Uh, probably the biggest announcements uh, are the three films that, <laughs> I'm going to say this, allegedly are going to be made. Um, the, the Filoni, <laughs> there's a Filoni movie with, about the Mandoverse. We'll get to that. And James Mangold. Uh, and then a return of Daisy Ridley. But let's start with James Mangold film. Uh, they must like him, and they've already worked with him. Kathleen Kennedy's already worked with him in Raiders. Uh, by all accounts, it's going to be not Raiders, but you know what I mean. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I think it's called. Yes. And uh, clearly, it's worked out in their mind. The movie's been in the can for a year, so it's not like they haven't seen it. Right. Right. So right. They, you know. So if it was bad, I don't think they would bring him to the Star Wars side if it didn't work out. Uh, even Harrison Ford feels pretty good about it. And he's, he doesn't talk about much anyways. Um, <laughs> but I, it's what intrigues me the most is that this is going to be a story 25,000 years prior to the events of A New Hope or the Battle of Yavin, as they say. And it's supposedly going to be an origin of the Jedi story. Now, that sounds really cool, but that's a long time prior to Yavin. Like, my my first concern is this, Michael: What is the tech going to look like? Is it going to how primitive is it going to be versus twenty five thousand years later with blasters and ships and 
like to me, it's got to be a dramatic. Otherwise, boy, shit hasn't changed in twenty five thousand years. You can't go back to you can't have fucking Star Destroyer type stuff. You know what I mean? I don't think. Right. Unless things just haven't advanced that much in twenty five thousand years. But I'm trying to think. You That's know, a just long here on, time. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're only two thousand years. <laughs> yeah. And I have an iPhone. Right. Exactly. I can email exactly. money to somebody in a Venmo app. Han Solo can't even do that to Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> well, that's because he wasn't using the dark web. But still. No, I I, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, but, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, which is not, it's legends now, and they're bringing pieces well, up. Well, it's going to come the through. There's, it's probably going to get there because between the Old Republic and then in between... This Jedi story and that, it could happen still. But I'm talking, you know, I'm talking those video games yeah, and yeah. the animatics and stuff. Darth Revan, all that stuff. Yeah, they're all sweet and they're all still spaceships, but they're not the same. They're no. different. They're not the Empire. They're not. But there are always hints in the designs. Instead of like R2 units, they had other robots that had wheels and whatnot. Right. But that was only, what, a couple, few thousand years ago? Something like that. I don't have the timeline in my head, but yes, right. it's not like, you know. It's like hundreds to thousands, a thousand or so more years now, ago. And understanding it's all fantasy and I'm not trying to bring real world stuff into it, but you're going to have to have a, I just assume you're going to have to have a dramatic shift in the way things are because that's a long time. Like not just a long time ago, a fucking long time ago. That's how it, that's how the first, that's what the first thing should come up. It shouldn't say a long time ago. The galaxy far, far away should say a fucking long time ago. <laughs> well, you're right. I mean, it's even like, look how, you know, in just, over a hundred years, we went from powered flight to man on the moon sending, um, you know, starcraft that were unmanned starcraft outside of our solar system, right? Right. Star Wars twenty five thousand years ago. How is that going to look? I mean, there's going to have to be some some suspension of disbelief because I'd have to believe. Yeah. If you go from a spacefaring race twenty five thousand years from now, it's going to look more like. Uh, the fountain with Hugh Jackman, where he's in a fucking bubble flying to, you know, Beelzebub or whatever it is. Right, right. Or, but uh, but the story intrigues me. But it also scares me in that, like, do I need to know? Like, of course, we don't need any of this. But do I want to know the origin, or is it better just to kind of like be a little mysterious of what the religion is or whatever? I mean, like, midichlorians piss the shit out of everybody. Yeah, that's that was a swing and a miss there. Well, that was George. That's George's stuff. He's had it in his script for years. Like he, you know, that's his. It's I his story. It. We, we don't have to like it, but I mean, it is his story. Um, but, but not anymore. It's not. Well, not anymore. Uh, he got four billion. He's fine. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is the will the magic be gone, or do you think they'll explain it that much, or will it be just a? We don't know. I guess we don't know. Again, I, I hate to use this, but it's going to come down to how good the story is. Of course, right. I mean, it goes back to another geek-related thing. Uh, when they did Origin, the story of or Wolverine's origin, because forever, you know, for what, 30 years, his origin was mysterious, or 25 right. years, or whatever it was. No one knew what his origin was. And then they went back and told his origin story. And it's fine. What... Do we need it? I don't know. I mean, no, we don't need it. So, I don't know. I, I, it depends on. Well, was there ever a, a while well, we're going on a tangent, but was there ever a, a, 
a, a comic book based on that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was called Origin. Okay. Well, was, was it? Is it close to the movie? Like, I don't. I mean, I'm again. I'm no, no. Well, I mean, the movie's only hinted at it. You know, in the uh, Wolverine Origins, they show he has a brother, and it turns out to be Sabretooth and blah blah right. blah. And they show little hints of it, like them fighting in World War One, World War Two, blah blah blah. Um, Wolverine Origin goes even further back, you know, like into the not necessarily the American Old West. I think it was actually uh, the Canadian frontier days. But it takes place about uh, again. I don't have it in front of me, but it's been twenty years since I read it. But uh, I want to say like the eighteen forties, eighteen fifties, about that time period is where it starts. Got it. Anyway, so. I don't know. Do you always need an origin story? If it's done well, why not? You know, Frank Miller went back and did, you know, Batman Year One. Which is great. And it's fucking great. And we already knew his origin story. So, I mean, he had a lot to like, what was he doing, right? That was, we already kind of knew it. It's not well, like I mean, we, we didn't invent it. Right, right. Well, we had the Bob Kane you know, origin story that takes what, you know, six panels and now I'm Batman, right? Origin stories yeah. were a lot faster back then. Right, right, right. But it was Frank Miller who said, you know, I'm going to go and tell the story of Batman's first year. And it's a great story. So if the story's great, yes, I'm really interested in seeing the origin of where the Jedi came from. I'm also very happy to get a Jedi story because we haven't even had any <laughs> you know, in right? the past. You know, so it's like anything past it. Return of the Jedi was, I mean, those that was the end, you know, of the Jedi, basically. What we, what Lucas gave us, the only thing we've ever seen with a bunch of Jedi is the prequels, and that was basically the demise. So we never right. saw them in their heyday. We never saw the High Republic. The High Republic, right. So this, right. this is interesting to me. I'm, I'm excited for this movie. And, well, and I will say probably around. September, we'll see the message saying that James Mangold has left due to creative differences and the movie's on hold. <laughs> uh, there's the cynicism. But I have to say, until we see a trailer for any of this or heard that these movies are actually in production, I'm right, right. there with you, Joe. I don't yeah, believe it. I can't. How can any Star Wars fan believe any of this stuff? I mean, honest to God. I mean, you know, well, Kathleen Kennedy's been on that stage how many times and spewed out stuff and, and listen i'm not trying to pick on her this is just the past you learn either you you know fool me once fool me twice right so i've been fooled a couple times already i'm not now and, and maybe she'll fool me the other way and the stuff really is happening i will say this though bob Iger is back and i do not think he would ever let her make another announcement if that shit wasn't going to come down i i can see that i can see that and they've, I mean, I don't know. I feel like these are more solid. But that said, at the time, when we saw the teaser with Patty Jenkins, it really felt like Rogue Squadron was pretty solid. Right. It's still, I've, I've, I've heard the interview with, with Kathleen Kennedy. That is still in the works. Yeah, it's not dead in the water, but no, they, they also either. didn't say it's not with Patty Jenkins, though. No, they didn't say anything about Patty Jenkins. They just said it's still out there. Still yeah, but they also said, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's still out there and it could be a film or a show. Correct. Correct. I correct. want a film. Yeah, 
I'm ready for films. Well, okay. The one I think out of the three, the one I think that would happen no matter what is the Dave Filoni one because they're building stories to this thing. Yeah, that's clear. At least there's a, a plan and we'll get into uh, Mandalorian season three in a bit, but I, I believe that one will happen, but again, that's that can't be for another five, six years. Honest oh, yeah. to God, because they've got a couple of seasons of, of other shows. I think it'll be another season of Mandalorian, probably two seasons of Ahsoka. Uh, we got the what is that? That the skeleton crew will probably have one to two seasons. Yeah. Um, so th- th- they've got to build that yet before that's going to happen. But I do think that will happen unless, you know, the shit goes down and nothing happens. But be pretty tough but probably the most controversial one is the third movie that's probably going to come out first looking at the timeline and that's the daisy ridley movie uh ray yeah. i guess is going to build a new jedi order or get something in, into that effect um she and it could happen. happen. She was on stage, Daisy. Really, I don't think she'd put herself out there if it wasn't going to happen. I mean, I, I, I doubt that. But you know what? Yeah. We had Patty Jenkins had a whole fucking preview. Exactly. There was a whole thing her talking about her dad and you know being a fighter pilot and blah blah blah. So that said, I'm all for Daisy really coming back. I like the character array. Um. I won't spend time going into the you know the most recent nope. trilogy, nope. but her character was one of the highlights in my opinion. Her character was my Force Awakens. I came away from Force Awakens loving that character. Correct. And Same then they here. did nothing the second two movies. They kind of flattened her out. It's not her fault. No, not at all. Like again, don't want to get into it too much, but the fact that she was positive no, and nobody right. that was very interesting. Why? Why do they have to be the special someone, the you know, the chosen one, and all that? Why couldn't she just be I, a I nobody? I don't even care about that part. What, I, what I'm specifically st- speaking to is Daisy Ridley. I think she did the best of what was given to her, and I think she became an engaging character, especially in the first movie, uh, a strong character, one that you would rally behind. And um, so, I'm all for her coming back. Now they don't. I, they best not call this episode ten. No, I think. I think they've made it clear in the past that they're done with saga films, right? They're not going to do these trilogy after trilogy. I think they're going to take the Marvel approach. They're going to keep throwing movies out there. And, you know, depending on what timeline they're in, they might connect and they might end up doing a big crossover film. But it's not going to be three, three, three like they've done before. Right. Do you think they'll have the crawl? They fucking better. No. They should, though. Like, screw this saga thing. Just make the crawl. It's part of Star Wars. It's part of the saga films. I think you make it's all part of Star Wars. It should be. Because if it's what? a film, it should have it, in my opinion. Because what? Uh, Rogue One didn't have a crawl, but it did have a, you know, info on the screen. Yeah, it didn't have a crawl. Neither did Solo. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm saying bring it back. Like, I think it, you just have to have that. To, to pull you in as a Star Wars movie, do that. I don't care about if it was a saga or not. We can break that whatever fucked up rule that was. I think, here's what I think. They do their standalone films, and when they all connect together like a Marvel Avengers film, then do the crawl. Yeah, but these films don't connect. They're so they're all in three different times. Not these three, but I'm thinking, I mean, let's face it. 
Daisy Ridley Ray is not going to rebuild the entire Jedi Order in a single film. So this is the first movie, and if it does well, they're not announcing three, so that way they're not committed to three. No. They announce the one. If it does well, they have a story in the hopper, I guarantee you. And well, it no, might be I, even just an outline. I don't know if they have a story ready, but I, I hope they have an outline. At least that hopefully they have an idea. Right. And then if it does well, they do another one. Do you think we'll see a Force Ghost Luke? As long as Mark Hamill's alive, he'll always come back to Star Wars. Yeah, but you think they'll let him? I think it's a must because everyone wanted Luke to rebuild the Jedi. And in the now Legends books, that's what he did. He created the Jedi Academy. There were generations of Jedi after him. We believe he did that too. We haven't seen it, but we believe between Mandalorian and Force Awakens that something was built because that's how he was. But then also destroyed. Yeah. So we don't know how far he got down that path. We don't. We don't know. Now, you know, speaking of that, Grogu could be a really cool, interesting that could be that could carry from that to that. That would be interesting. Good. But I think what they're going to do here is, I mean, if she's rebuilding a new Jedi Academy, she still needs a mentor because she's not a master yet. And what better person than Luke who, you know, she did she not see Luke at the end of uh well, I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, again, this is 15 years after the events of the Last Jedi. Which she is does, interesting. She does. She does have the Jedi texts, right? So she has those things. Um, we'll see. That's the only thing that's interesting in that. All right, I get that the Star Wars movies came out a few years ago. She was like what 20 when they came out when they first started coming out. Right. It's been 10 years. She's only 30 now. These movies might take a while to come out. Well, yeah, I, was, I would assume that we're not going to see this till 2007, 8, 20, I mean, 27, 28. Which would be 15 years later. Right. So. I don't think you have to age her up. I mean, it doesn't matter. She should be fine. No, no. She'll be fine. Uh, but listen, I'm happy. To see, I'm happy that the character is still around. I, I agree with you. I think the character is fantastic. It's not her fault that the movies were. No. Whatever they were. But I think she's a fantastic character. Do you think any other characters, John Boyega, who was might have been force sensitive? I think John Boyega has pretty much come out and said he's done with Star Wars. Yeah, now, you that know could what? change. You know what could change? There's a thing called uh, money. True, true. But I, I don't know. The way I'm looking at it is, Lucasfilm is trying to right the ship here. That's why they're not announcing. We didn't hear about. You know, a trilogy coming from any of the other trilogies that are supposedly out there. We didn't hear about Taika Waititi's movie, which makes sense right. because Thor Love and Thunder, even though I liked it, most people did not. Well, so. here's the thing. From The Force Awakens, separate that from the next two. Think of the feeling after you first saw that movie. I actually cared about those three characters. Agreed. You know, it's it's. I'm not I'm not putting judgment on the rest. I'm just saying, if the end of Force Awakens, regardless of the writing of what it echoed in the in the in the first Star Wars movie, but at least at the end of that movie, I cared about Finn, I cared about uh, Ray, and I cared about um, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, uh, 
Oh my God, what's the matter? Um, I can't think of his name. What's the matter with me? Where's my Prevagen? Who was it, Michael? Oh God, I had on the tip of my tongue until you asked me. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways. The point is, I think they're trying to rate the ship. So I think they're going to focus on just Ray. Let's not worry about all these cameos. Yes, we'll see some. And yes, I think Luke as a forest ghost will be a mentor, but I think it's going to be more about focusing on Ray and not bringing in Boyega or Oscar Isaac as uh, Poe po. Po Dameron. Poe, there you go. Poe. So anyways, I, I'm not saying they should be brought in, but I, I was saying that, you know, Finn and her, Finn and Ray had a very good, very good chemistry in the first movie. Yes. Very good chemistry. So it would be nice to see him come back as even, not as a cameo, but maybe as a uh, one of the best apprentices or something. I, I don't know. That would be awesome. And I, and I hope he does return, actually. Uh, and I hope he becomes part of that show. Um, and other quick news, uh, Michael, you, you sent me the link that uh, it's it's not a no, it's not a never, but it looks like they might have Obi-Wan season two. Yeah, nothing's being worked on. They were very clear. Nothing is in production. All it is is that Ewan McGregor really wants to do another one. And I think he wants to do another one because I think he wasn't necessarily as satisfied as he wanted to be with that with uh, the Obi Wan season. And I liked it. Had its up and ups and downs, but at the end of the day, I still enjoyed watching the the series. Same here. Same here. I would watch another season. Oh fuck yeah, I would. No, no doubt, I would. Yeah. Well, that's a given. You, he's your favorite, right? And so yeah, Obi's my yeah. The only way, the only thing that might trump it is if they did it, you know, season one of Greedo. <laughs> I would like a Greedo show. I know yeah. you would. It would be so good. <laughs> uh, anyways, that just dropped as well. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's move on to our geek this week. Michael, you had time to do stuff? Well, yeah, right before I left uh, for Vegas for a week, me and the family went and saw John Wick 4. It's fantastic. No spoilers. It. If you like John Wick, you know what you're getting into. There's I heard it was great. Stuff. It was, was really good. Really good. Fun really time. Good, good, yeah, good. it was fun for the whole family. I mean, it's violent. My family is older. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. The, I think the most fun was we all went to dinner. We brought our daughters and their boyfriends, and we all did dinner and then went and saw the movie all together. And that's just sweet. Fun night. Nice. nice. Uh, on top of that, I finished. It took me way too long because I got busy with other stuff. But. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub Volume 6, I finished that and got a good chunk of the way through Volume 7. And then on the plane back to Grand Rapids, I watched Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. And it's okay. I, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought the I really enjoyed great. it. And then it just ends. Like, I was really enjoying it. I thought it was building to something. And then it just ends. Oh, I, I, well, I, I've seen a lot about Steven Spielberg and I figured that was going to be the end. Like it, I, I figured that is the appropriate end because you know what he's made. So it's kind of, you don't know reason to get into it. And it's not even about, it, technically it is him, but you know, it's, it's Fableman. No, it's him. If you, if you, if you listen to any of his interviews or watch his documentary, I mean, you, you know that, but uh, interesting life, interesting way of uh dealing with things of his trauma was through film. Interesting. Well, that, that train ride thing, that train scene, that scene was directed so well of when him seeing the movie and then coming back and then figuring, recreating it scene for scene. To me, that was just 
brilliant directing. I I really thought that movie was done well. I, I really did. It was done well. He's not. I mean, when I said earlier, Steven Spielberg isn't even Steven Spielberg anymore. What I mean was he's not doing the summer tent poles that launched his career, and he hasn't done them for a while. No, he has not. For that, he yes, did, not. he did Ready Player One, but even that, it felt more like he was going through the motions. Like no one says, nobody is saying, "Oh my God, my favorite Spielberg movie is Ready Player One." No, right? but I find myself watching it if it happens to be on, I'll stop and watch it. Same here. I, I own like it. it. I watch it. I own it. The book's way better, but that's usually yeah. how it goes. But you know, let's face it: the last 15, 20 years, he's been more focused on—I don't want to say smaller films, but personal work. Yes, I mean like War Horse, you know, Lincoln, you yeah. know, The Fablemans. All Lincoln's none great. of them are none of them are bad movies. No. I it's don't not think, E.T. You're not, you're not seeing E.T. You're not seeing the big. It's not E.T. It's not no. third, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's not Jaws. No. But, like I said, I really enjoyed The Fablemans. Uh, there was a lot about it, like, really emotionally resonated with me. But there were some things, like, because of the Oscar nomination, I thought Judd Hirsch was going to be in it way longer than he was and he was you know, supporting it was for supporting i understand but he's like there a night maybe two nights and gone yeah, yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a memorable couple nights though it was it was and it was very uh you know anyhow i could go on and on about this movie i liked it but i just didn't like how it just kind of abruptly ended i love that scene though look at that picture on the wall what do you see oh yeah we're <laughs> david lynch David Lynch doing his impersonation of John Ford. Yeah. Oh my God, it's great. No, where's the horizon? And then in the next one, but then the last shot of the movie, he changes the the horizon to make it look better because it was flat. Yeah. I loved it. It's, it's such a Spielberg shot. It was, like I said, it was a good movie, but it, it just kind of ends. And I, I don't know, I guess I want to know more about his father. Like his father seems not perfect, but well, I can go on and on, but anyway. No, no I mean, we got a second. I mean, clearly, you watch a movie, you feel for his dad, who's probably a little less emotional and mechanical, but that's just how he deals with things, but definitely an upstanding good dude. Yeah, I feel like he's a good dude, and, I mean, you know, there are good dudes that, you know, things don't go their way all the time, personally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, professionally, he was fine. Yep. But, you know, his father maybe showed love in a way that was not typical. Right, through action. I do all this work for you. I do these things. I mean, that's just the way Exactly, he, which is a yeah. very 40s, 50s dad mindset, right? 100%, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I work hard for my family. That's how I provide. I don't know anything about their lives, and I might. <laughs> but but also. He was supportive I mean, as well. He got him the camera. He, I mean, he was supportive. It took some time, but he got him there. I, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. I No, I'm not saying he wasn't, but also it was, like I said, it was very stereotypically 50s, 60s dads, maybe in 40s. But, um. In that, like his dad, I mean, the one thing that did kind of ring true is the father not getting the son, and that he sees this as a hobby. You need to do something real. You know, I could sure. see it like nowadays, like, you know, why are you doing all those YouTube videos? Yeah, but there's people that make money doing YouTube videos. You know, some kids, that's what they do, and they make more money. They make more money than I do doing yeah. YouTube videos and TikTok and all that. So I did like that kind of generational clash. Right. Again, it's a good film. It made me emotional at times. It, you know, it's Spielberg. He knows what he's doing, but for me, it just, it just ends. And then I was like, "That's right. it." Got it. Good movie. All right. 
moving on for me, I haven't done much folks other than just try to keep up with everything so that I can talk about this on the podcast. So, uh, my, I call it a geek, but it's not really geek this week, but, uh, I, I love Ted Lasso and I'm watching that. And I watched it, uh, t- I'm caught up today and, uh, I gotta tell you, man, I, I, I teared up. Um, but it was such a good episode for me. I, I liked it. We just got caught up last night. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. God damn, that show's good. Um, hey, I know it's been a while, but we do have a Patreon page. And you know what? I don't know if I would support us right now either if we're not having a show every couple weeks. But <laughs> if you want to give us a shot, check out patreon.com slash kybercast to see how you can help out the show. So let's move right into our main topics. Uh, let's go to Picard. You have that first. Uh, I am caught up. Are you caught up with Picard, Michael? Oh, yeah, I'm all caught up. All right. So since you're the Trek guy, I'll let you lead this. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to pull up real quick. Yeah. Exactly where we left off. Um, ah, we can re- recap if we have to. It's all right. Well, no, I'm just trying to – I just want to make sure. So let me go back just a little bit. This week's episode was good, but basically the whole point of this week's episode was to finally see – the old crew reunited finally. Right. An episode, what it was, episode, the eighth episode. So we only got two more to go. And finally, eight episodes in, the whole crew, who we've seen introduced throughout this series one by one or two right. by two, finally all sit together at the same table. Right. So that was nice. But let's jump back a little bit. Let's do it. Episode seven and eight Dominion and Surrender. Yep. Both directed by uh, Deborah, uh, I can't say, Campmere. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but. Uh, I'm sorry, not even that. The Bounty and Dominion. Let's go back uh, a little bit more. Okay, you want to go back to the Bounty? Sure. Well, I just want to say seven and eight are, not, I keep screwing it up because eight's the one that just came out. Six and seven are what Picard should have been season one. Yeah. And when I, I mean, say it's, that, it's hard to argue that. When I'm saying that, I mean, it's it's a good show. Like, finally, it's a good show. And I can see, you know, again, season two, I defended it for a little bit. They came back to the present time so that we could save money on the budget. But I I defended the show up until the final episode. And yes, it's a big fucking turd. I admit that, but this, it's like if we had to bear seasons one and two to finally get this. Now, that's not to say there is no criticism. They're going back to the well once again to the changelings as the bad guy. If it's not the Borg, if it's not the Romulans, well, honestly, I'm surprised it's not the Klingons this time. So, you think they could have written something more about like almost like a Federation civil war? Well, like, like planets breaking away and it's like like that kind of stuff seems more not have an actual enemy, but the enemy of which is a timely thing that's happening right now as as the world um, separates into clearer, you know, China, Russia, Japan, and, and the economic world now and Korea. Well, I would say that's more realistic um the whole point of star trek was supposed to be about 
the best of ourselves in the utopia. Yeah. Now, that said, there are people that say that Roddenberry would not have liked Deep Space Nine because it went too dark and there was too much war. But let's face it, conflict is interesting. So I, I'm not against there being a Star Trek Civil War, but I, I don't know. I think people would be up in arms. It'd be too well, much. See, that's the probably thing. I don't know. But I'm just trying to say, like, you can't. It's just a monster. <laughs> They're just monsters, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, and, and they're just fighting another type of monster. It, it is interesting because, I mean, if you follow the shows 20, 30 years ago, you know, in Deep Space Nine, when they got into the Dominion War, leading up to that, we did find out that, yes, there were changelings that had infiltrated Starfleet and into upper echelons of Starfleet. And that was fun. It was good. It was good TV. And so they've kind of gone back to the well with that. But again, change things up. And we finally find out in episode seven and eight how that happened, how changelings could now kind of mimic organs and be more complex and blah, blah, blah. So for me, very interesting. This is the Star Trek I've wanted from Picard since day one. But I will say this. Well, I won't go. I'm just babbling. What do you think, Joe? You're I'm I'm the bias, right? Because I love Star Trek. So and I will defend it. So it's what do you funny. think? So this will be a mirror, or uh, as I get into Mandalorian, you know, my expectations were very limited for this show. I didn't expect anything good. <laughs> Which no, is fair because you're not the last season. How I mean, how could you? I mean, it got progressively worse. I, um, I I don't defend yeah, it. You're I'm right. Just, I'm just saying. So this season, I actually enjoy watching it and I look forward to like, oh, it's coming out. Like, that's a big difference. Before it was like, I have to watch this for the show. And this season, I'm like, oh, I, I really want to find out what's happening. Now, I think a lot of things get dragged out. Um, you know, how long he's the, you know, how many episodes to be stalemate on a ship? Uh, you know, they're dragging some things out. Until um, it comes to a, a, a satisfying end uh, for surrender. Um, now, obviously, there's there's a couple more episodes left, but it had a, a at least it was it felt like an end to a chapter yeah. with with number eight. You know, with with our one of our bad, not the big bad, but boss, the first boss in a video game to get through. They got through. Uh, so. There's some satisfaction there. Now, I don't know much about – so in short, I'm, I'm liking the show a lot. I'm having fun. Uh, the data thing, data thing, you know, he's back. I, I, you know, I guess it's just computer – fine. I, I guess you got to find a way to bring characters back. No one really ever dies. No one's ever – never really gone. Uh, you've, so, eh, okay. Um, it would have been interesting if they – instead of a body that the data was actually just a disc that they put in the computer, like they found his brain, but put him in and then he does it in a way, almost like the L seven in solo. But that's how he was in season one. Yeah, I know, but he's gone, but he's back. The yeah. whole point. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm right there with you in that. I love data and, but killing him off in season one was fantastic. Yeah, it, was, it felt right. Right, because the whole time you're like, oh, you know, the way the movies ended with uh, 
next generation nemesis which is a shit movie um you know it ends with oh there's before and you know we downloaded data and we can bring them back and the whole supposition was if they did another movie right data was going to come back right but then they didn't and then star trek just sat idle forever before they rebooted it with abrams and blah 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 right. so now you know in the first season of picard you bring him back but really he's not back you find out he just exists like right. in his own virtual space. Right. And he wants to die. And I thought that was a very fitting death. And it's sad, right? It. Sad for a computer. Yeah. It was. And then so to kind of take that away, which I get, this is basically a different copy of data that is now part lore and part B4 and also part Dr. Sung. So it's not that data. And he makes but a reference to that. Exactly. My, I Don't get me wrong. I am a Star Trek fan. But I'm right there with you in that. How many times are they going to kill Data and bring him back? How many times? Technically, you'll do it forever for Picard, too, because he's the same thing. Well, no, because it's, it's a synthetic body, but it can die. So Data is a... And that's how I explain Brent Spiner, you know, looking old as Data old because he's aging now. Because even though it's a synthetic body, it ages and dies. Yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> it's a fine line between Data and Picard right now. Especially <laughs> since you see Picard's body floating out there and that's ready to be something. Yeah, so, and what's this thing now? So it turns out this disease, this some kind of degenerative brain matter disease might not actually be, be a disease, but it's like a stepping stone to some kind of So that's power. what I was going to ask you is what, what was Picard? Because he has allegedly the same thing as Picard. We're talking about his son. Yes. Um, for those. Jack. That, Jack. Uh, but I don't know much about that from Picard from this show. Did it, was it something that was in the show prior? Did we understand that? No, this, the show, that didn't or? show up until what uh, season two, no, season one of Picard that he had this uh, degenerative. degenerative the, the neurological condition, right? Yes. Yes. That so wasn't until. Okay. So that's all new. That nothing was ever throughout any of the next generation stuff where he had some kind of neurological disorder. Not that I recall. But then again, to be fair, I have not watched all of next generation in probably 20 years. Okay. I've gone back to the well a couple times, but I don't recall this being a thing. Got it. So at the end of the day, it's a, it's a better season. It's good to go. Riker. I still just something about Riker I never liked. Um, I like it's Riker. Just, it's just too, I don't know. He's supposed he's just, to be the swashbuckling one, but it's harder to do when he's well he's into his 60s just, or 70s. Like I said in a prior, he's just Roger Moore, and I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't think he's quite as schmaltzy as Roger Moore. Yeah, he is. I don't think so. He's supposed to be, I'm, back when Next Generation came out as a show, he was supposed to be the, more like Kirk. Yeah, like he's Kirk, Kirk Light. Yes. Well, yeah, he's not going to be exactly Kirk, but he's Kirk with jazz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I do like, uh, uh, you think I would know all these characters. The the uh, I didn't like him in the first couple episodes because I thought he was a dick, but I do like the captain. What's his name? Captain Shaw. Shaw. His character is great in this. So he's, let's, let's say this. So Terry Metalis who is the showrunner and has written 
a fair chunk of these shows. I mean, let's give him credit because this season is so far the best season out of Picard. I can say that right now, hands down. Not not hard to do. Even exactly. Well, that that's true. But even having not seen the penultimate and ultimate episodes, I can tell you right now, this season's better than one and two. Oh, one hundred percent. They could totally shit the bed, and the previous eight episodes were good enough where they're better than the previous twenty episodes. I agree. Now, he's getting some buzz because people are reacting to this show. They like this next next generation where we're seeing, you know, Jordy LaForge's kids and Shaw. He is a dick, but I like him. Yeah, he's good. And I like seeing seven out of nine as a XO. Yeah, she's good. So there's already buzz and he's pushing for it. He wants to do um, another Star Trek show. None of this has been greenlit and it's not in production or anything or even being talked about. Really? Other than him. But he wants to do another show, which is basically, uh, what did he say it was called? Oh, shoot. Of course I knew it until I went to go say it. But basically, uh, not Star Trek Legends, but something along those lines where it's like, not Legends, but Legacy. Star Trek Legacy. That's what he wants to do. Where basically we continue to follow these characters, not the next-gen characters. I mean, they might show up once in a while. But... It would be he a good baton to, handoff this if season. If they had planned that, that would be a fantastic way to still see Picard now and then, still see any of these next generation characters. We don't, know, we don't know if Picard's going to live after this, so it might not be Picard. Maybe not. Maybe not. Or whatever. Get deactivated, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you really don't like that he's a synthetic. No, I think it's fucking stupid. I always think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's science fiction. Shit like this happens all No, time. it is science fiction. I just don't, there's no reason to do it at this age of his, it would have been better if it's a young kid or something that like his son, if they made a son after this, because it, let's say they led to these two seasons and then whatever Picard had to do was to save his son. And, and like, let's say Picard had to die to get the synthetic body for his kid to live on would have been a fucking great idea. But this, to make yeah. him that season one was just dumb. I don't disagree. I don't. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So, that said, I think a Star Trek Legacy show would be fantastic because you could revisit the Next Generation crew as the story needed. But these characters already, I'm connected. At first, I thought Jack was a throwaway character. Oh, he's he's Picard's son. Who gives a fuck, right? Well, I still, yeah. I mean... It's okay. Well, to find out that Picard had a son 20 years later, come on. It seems terribly shoehorned. You you said the word right when I was going to say it. But give credit to the actor. Oh, he's doing a part. He's doing great as a part, no doubt. Yes. And I didn't think I'd connect with LaForge's daughter. I thought, oh, she's LaForge's daughter. She's going to be on the show and that's it. But they've already showed that the conflict between her and Jordy, how – you know, you always want to build and fix the ships. I just wanted to fly them. And I that, wanted that to- was great. That was so good. So I'm like, I'm connected to her and her sister too. Yeah. Her sister is like, they get each other, but her sister is more of an engineer. So that's what she does. But right. her, and her sister still, they understand who each other, each other. And is. It would be cool if, if uh, Jack became a member of that team somewhere. Jack's I don't know. Cool. Would be. I, I, mean, no, I mean, as Shaw's on Shaw's team. 
Yeah, I like that Shaw's a dick. I would love to see him as a captain. I want to see more adventures with him. Yeah, He's so too. dry. And it'd be funny because after a couple of seasons, he would be guilty of everything that he's accused them of. Right. And I would love that irony. Or he's a by-the-book guy and does it. Like, it'd be interesting. It would just be – it would be a good show. I, I, I would definitely give it a, a, a first look if they did that. No doubt so, about it. So all that to say, I think that says a lot about the show where I care enough about the characters that even though we all know this is the last season of Picard, we're really kind of gunning and hoping for we get to see these characters again. We don't want to let them go. And it's not – and then it's it's a mix of the new and the old characters, and I want to see them all again. So this show has created an excitement that seasons one and two simply did not. Agree. Agree. All right, let's move on to The Mandalorian season three. And as Michael started the last one, I will start this one. And what I meant by Mirror of Picard, my expectations were very high. For the Mandalorian, they had a great first two seasons, not like Picard, who had a horrible first two seasons and went down. I believe that Mandalorian was better, even the second season. And I got to tell you right now, I'm not liking this season. Um, There's some good episodes, but there is clearly something wrong. And I don't know what it is. I feel they're scattered. I feel I have no idea where this show is going. I was I was going to actually I think we should rename the show. This should be called the Book of Bo-Katan. Maybe this season. Maybe this season. Yeah. No, it is. Because who gives a shit about Mando right now? He hasn't done anything. Grogu. Why why did you bring Grogu back to make him a filler character here and there? To make little oohs and ahs and flip around to a fucking queen. Like, I'm pretty pissed off at the show right now. Because it started off really well. The first two episodes. Like, sweet. He already got another. What are they going to do? And they have done nothing but waste time in the last four episodes. There's some good things that have happened here and there. Like the, the fouling episode that Carl Weathers directed, I, I quite liked um, because uh, he had a little bit of background of Grogu. We got to see some interesting characters, Jedi master Kelleran Beck. For, for those who don't know who that is, uh, that is the guy underneath the costume of Jar Jar Binks who became a Jedi. But I mean, there's a lot that's happened since we've last talked, Michael, but I, I the, the, the latest episode has hit me so hard and so poorly that it's really just fucking tanked the show. It has nothing like directing wise, Bryce Dallas Howard. She didn't write the fucking show. She directed it. Well, Like if you're starting from beginning to end and taking me through the story, but I felt like I just watched a fucking Scooby-Doo episode. (laughs) Let's run around like, oh, it was Mr. Bigglesworth, where the fuck his name was, that was uh, Commissioner Hellgate uh, (laughs) that did it all along. Oh, well, you know, you're not completely wrong because I'm not wrong at all. Hold on. With this, with with I'm talking about. You're not completely wrong with the Scooby Doo analogy because that's how Scooby Doo worked. Almost always, the first character they met, or one of the first ones, was the one that turned out to be the actual person doing the thing. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't say it lightly. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, funny, I, as you know, I watch Screen Crush with Ryan Airy on YouTube after every episode. Oh, did he made the same exact point? Oh, did he? Okay, I did not listen to that show. This is just me. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know you don't watch it. That's why I bring it up because. 
you're not alone. Uh, everyone, there are other people that see the Scooby Newness of these episodes. I I, I just feel like the, the, there's no. I, they're, it's like playing a really bad video game or a boring video game. They're just putting up, they're putting up slightly con- conflicts in each episode that are easily taking down. There's no consequences. Um, like you imagine the scene with, with Werner Herzog in the first season and then jump to this latest episode. It is a different fucking show. It's almost a different genre. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So here's what I think is happening, Joe. Episodes one and two, chapter 17 and 18, The Apostate and the Minds of Mandalore. Yeah. I think those two episodes encompass everything I think we thought was going to happen in this third season. Like, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a huge quest with him and Grogu trying to get to Mandalore and get to the waters and that this season would end with him finally bathing in the water. So the fact that they got it done in the second episode, where do they go from there? And here's what I think is happening. Star Wars has looked around. I'm sorry. Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy have looked around. They can't get a film off. You know, they were supposed to do Rogue One or not Rogue One. Rogue Squadron. Right. They're supposed to do a Taika Waititi film. They're supposed to do Ryan Johnson trilogy. Supposed to do Rangers of the New Republic too. Right. That guy canceled right away. But still, Star Wars isn't going anywhere. But the most successful thing has been the Mandalorian line. So now I think Kathleen Kennedy and the rest of Lucasfilm have said, all right, Favreau and Filoni, you guys are leading the way right now. So we're going to use the Mandalorian to expand the story. And that's what the Mandalorian has become. And they've said this in the press that, yeah, seasons one and two, it was about the Mandalorian being, you know, Jin Djarin. But now the Mandalorian, it's it's a bigger, more encompassing as who are we talking about? Is it, in this case, it seems like the focus is really more on Bo-Katan. Like you said. And we're learning more about the history of Mandalore and blah, 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 and what's going on. They're expanding the scope because everything that's going to come after this, including Dave Filoni's movie, and I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't what they call backdoor pilots happening in here or laying seeds for other Star Wars shows. Oh, it's 100%. No, no, you're spot on. That is happening. I I think there's just been a lot of meddling with what maybe Favreau wanted to do and what what the rest of Lucasfilm is like, oh, shit, oh, shit about. Uh, I do think there was a plan. I think Rangers of the Republic fucked it up. I think that was probably where all this other stuff was going to go to was through that show because, you know, going to Coruscant and maybe getting seeing the Doctor and all that other shit that's going on behind the scenes. Um, I think, you know, they're trying to shoehorn some of that stuff in here. I think this is a a, a season of, of setting a lot of things up, but telling no stories. And I think that I, I truly believe that Favreau did not intend to have Grogu pass season two. But fuck, does he sell a lot of toys? So that was forced. I think it was forced by Disney to say, you bring that fucker back with Din because we don't know what to do with him because we're not going to do a Luke show. Right. It's too expensive right now. <laughs> right. So we're not going to do that right now. So bring him back somehow. And but, Boba Fett fucked that all up. 
So I, you know, I think there's a lot of creative problems or, or trying to do fast creative and it's hurting the show. And then when they see dips in the show, you know, it's not, it's not being watched as much. And then you pull a chapter 22 fucking link bait. Oh, check out Jack Black and Lizzo into this stuff and shoehorn fucked up cameos that take you immediately out of star Wars and into fucking love boat of get some real actors to do that. <laughs> Not, nothing against Lizzo. She's great. And what she does, I don't fuck. She can't act for shit. And it, all it did was flatten out th- this episode. Jack black can only be Jack black. Cause and, and look, I like him, but he's a shitty actor. He does his thing. I don't need, it's like saying I'm going to put curly in there from the three stooges. He's not going to fucking be any different than curly. He's going to make his face. He's going to make a stupid grin and his eyes are going to get big. Fuck him. He shouldn't have been in the show. They destroyed that episode and pulled every, pulled everybody out of it. Like, Oh God, Jack, like I don't want to see cam. I'm not, I don't watch this show to have a uh, cameo of the week. Now, when I first saw Bill Burr, I'm like, what the hell? But you know what? He killed it. He did. And his character coming back, it was a great story. It was a great story. Uh, do I need to see Tim Meadows two episodes ago? No. Y- you know, at least Horatio Sands was covered. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like it's like people became friends. Like, oh, I'm going to get you in the Star Wars show. Like, it just that just fucked everything up. There were some good parts to that episode. The droid bar, the little investigation, the, the chase scene on on the planet actually looked like a real chase scene inside the volume. They had enough people like it was directed. Well, that's why I say it's not Bryce Dallas Howard's fault. That's it's, it's uh, uh, the, the writing. She didn't write it. Uh, I, I'm saying that Favreau is just not doing a good job writing this. And I think it's because he has so much to do that he can't focus on what needs to be done. And then, Oh, the coup d'etat. Let's end the dark, the, the, the dark saber with just handing it over. Good God, was that the most boring way to end that that little conflict that could have happened? I understand the logic behind it. I do too. It's not I thought, and I think many other people thought, there was gonna be a showdown between Bo and the Mandalorian, Jin Jin Jarn, at some point, and she'd have to fight him for it and defeat him. And he just like, well, she saved my life, so therefore it's hers, right? And well, she beat yeah. the, it, you know, she pulled a Harry Potter, you know, it's in Harry Potter as well. You didn't watch that, but it's the same kind of idea. Right. Uh, you, you beat the person that beat me, so, you know, I lost the sword, even though I picked it back up off the ground. It's really not rightfully mine. I get it. But at the end of this episode, after we just had a Scooby-Doo thing in between that, like, feel how bad that writing is. I'm going to fly into this city and like, oh, but we need to do this side thing to get you to these other Mandalorians. And then here's some dumb writing. We don't think you can run or whatever that guy is uh, that she tries to get her group with. Uh, you don't have the dark saber. So why should we follow you? I'm, I'm like, well, why should they fucking follow you? You don't have it either. Dipshit. Yeah, that is some bad writing. It's horrible. And then you take the far shot and there's two guys playing football, playing, having a catch. <laughs> well, and then They're having a catch. They're at the fucking beat. Like, dude, this was horrible. Don't ever think I don't criticize Star Wars. I do. If it's bad. Oh, no. it's, it's funny to me because. I get your criticisms. I actually enjoyed this episode. Because I get that Jack Black is always Jack Black. I thought in this role it was appropriate because if you go back to the convert 
and you see all the rich basically going on. Basically, they're establishing the rich have swooped back into power. They're rich. They're affecting the New Republic. And it ties into what we see later in this, you know, the, the sequel trilogy where the arms makers don't give a shit. The rich I don't give get a shit. all that. But you know what? I, the, the rich in Andor were way fucking better than the rich in here. I get that. Different shows, different whatever. But Jack Black being Jack Black in this particular episode, I, I thought worked only because it's just that it's showing how weak the New Republic is and very well establishing the fact that the Empire isn't going to be gone and how they're going to do it with a different actor. I don't need people like him in there. It just takes you right out of it. Like, I don't even want to see De Niro in it either because it'll be De Niro. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I I don't disagree with you. Well, I Star Wars is a better show when there's more unknowns. I don't disagree with you on that. That said, I liked Jack Black in this episode. Oh, he was horrible. He was fucking horrible. I don't know what you're talking about. I liked him. I like I said, I think it fits in with the clueless rich that don't give a shit who's in charge. And again, it paints the picture that the New Republic is weak and this is laying the ground fork as to the, po- the plot line that works is like if you do this for us, we'll acknowledge you as a as a planet, as if in some po- political way. That okay, so that's checkbox for later when they actually make Mandalore and they need somebody at the Senate. Got it. Yes. There. Uh, pebble laid. Crumb, crumb, you know, crumbs dropped. But it just, you know, we've got for everything. We only get eight episodes a season, man. And then is what, another two years? Like, it's just, it's just this season's not doing it for me right now. And Look, the only hope I have is that the next episode is written by Favreau and Filoni and directed by Fumuyayo. I can't remember. Rick. Rick. It's directed by Rick. 23 and 24. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe they'll, they'll at least, you know, s- stick the landing with one foot because I don't think you can land when you're so far off base that good. Uh, it's a disappointing season. I'm sorry. It is. Um you know, it would have been interesting. Like, are they going to, she asked, going back a couple of episodes, the armor says you can take your helmet off. What? What? Because but, she travels two paths, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, Again, so Din couldn't? He's not allowed to travel two paths then? Well, no, because he, he took his helmet off just to try and, what, get around the uh, the Imperials and whatnot. But she, she has lived one life and she did this. Again, Whatever. There is a logic to it. Is, but the logic is gone. There is a logic to it, but oh, again, we'll take it off unless I tell you to take it off. You're fine. If the armor says you can take it off, it's okay. It's like some fucking pope thing. That's bullshit too. If the pope says you can do it now, you can do it. But before you couldn't do it, but now you can do it. No, that's it's all well, bullshit. Well, if well, if the pope <laughs> says and that's your faith, well, if the armorer says and that's your faith, I suppose. I guess it's canon, right? I guess so. I guess so. I I find it interesting. So just to counter to you. All right, go ahead. Be the positive side now. Well, no. So here's the thing. I admit I was much more enthralled. I mean, obviously season one was fantastic. Season two was really good as well. But I I think one of the big mistakes and why this show hasn't done as well this season is because 
if people, I admit they're a small number, most geeks probably did go watch the book of Boba Fett, where you got the Mandalorian 2.5 and saw the reunion between Grogu and the Mandalorian. The fact that it happened outside of this show, because season two ends with, well, he's, he's, he's going with Luke. See ya. And then season three begins. They're together. If you only watch the Mandalorian, you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Well, they showed the recap at the beginning of the season. Right. Okay. It's a brief recap, but if you were just watching this one show, you'd be like, why the fuck did they do that in a show I didn't watch? Right. Now I get it. You and I are geek completists. We're going to watch everything that Star Wars puts out. That said, I haven't finished the Bad Batch yet, but it's not different timeline. So I don't have to be on top of it. Point is there are weaknesses to this season. But I think I'm giving it a little bit more benefit of the doubt because I think they've realized that we're going to build a lot in this part of the universe, the Star Wars lore from the Mandalorian. So, yeah, they're they're setting things up, which admittedly taking time to just set things up for other shows and other movies is not always the most interesting of writing. And we're seeing that a bit. That but said, they also left some another big plot hole. Like, oh, I guess Moff Gideon's escaped. All right. Well, we showed yeah. we showed the wreckage of maybe Beskar in there, so that's interesting. But let's not talk about that anymore. <laughs> they're getting to that. I I think they're also trying. Again, pointing to Marvel, they're taking hints and plot points from Marvel where somehow. You know, Moff Gideon is somehow related to the big bad who's going to be Thrawn Thrawn, that we're not going to see until Ahsoka. Who says? It's entirely possible we see him in the next couple episodes. I wouldn't uh, necessarily negate that. But again, I've liked most of this season. It's different. It's less a one cohesive story and more like episodes. And how are they necessarily all connected? Uh, it can be tenuous at times. That said, I keep saying that said. I apologize. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've said it like a dozen times this episode. But even the convert, even though it was a complete divergence, it was interesting because here in the pirate, two episodes later, we see that former imperial commander, and she's she shifts the decision subtly again. Um. So that the New Republic isn't necessarily uh, helping things out. And she's keeping people away from Gideon. Because she knows, she has to know he's out there. She's basically a double agent. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they're setting things up. It's unfortunate if there's just set up for other things. And maybe some things we're not going to see until these final two episodes. Um, That is unfortunate. But I don't think... I am as critical as you are, which is interesting because I, I feel, I don't know. I, I, I know you love star Wars, right? Yeah. I, I know usually you're not as critical just because of your bias. Just like I, you know, kind of like how I defended Picard season two up until it, it ended. And I'm like, yeah, that was shit. They did not redeem themselves. So I'm wondering if we're going to have something similar. Maybe they're going to redeem themselves with this show or 
in uh, two, two and a half weeks are we going to be going, all right, Joe, did they redeem themselves? I'm I hope th- I hope they do. We a great last shot is with, you know, Gideon walking through the hall of a starship and Lars Mickelson. I mean, Thrawn turns around and says something. Then you're like, oh, set up for the Ahsoka series, which is in August. It's only a few months away. So my guess is they announced Lars Mickelson playing him because something might happen at the end of the season. Just a guess on my part. I have no insight. Obviously, no one talks to me. So I talk uh, to listen, I'm, I'm hopeful they've stuck the landing the last two seasons. Got to give them benefit of the doubt until they till they break that trend. But I got to say, you know, the decisions of the last cup that, you know, have just not been good. So let me ask you this question. Right now, which series do you look forward to each week more? Picard or Mandalorian? A uh, Mandalorian until they fuck it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> just I'm, making I'm, sure. I'm, you know, I'm happy with Picard because, like, again, I'm not that invested. I, you know, it's not that I don't care. I'm no, just not as invested in, and, you know, my expectations were so low because that shit was so bad. It was. You know, the, the track record was so bad that, that I didn't expect anything. And it's been they had very, nowhere to go but up. Whereas yeah. Mandalorian was so high, they had no, almost nowhere to go but down. Right. And I think they went f- too far down so far, is what I'm saying. It's, it's, it is the show that, that brought, people to Disney plus it is a cornerstone of the future of thing. And I just feel like they just uh, not making great decisions. And I, I feel there's more cooks and I, you know, in the stew here, I think that there may have been some uh, Disney interference with Favreau in this. I really, really do. Maybe so. Maybe so. And I, I will say this when first season came out, I'm on record here on this podcast as saying every time something new Star Wars comes out, I want to feel like I did when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And no movie or show or no movie at that point had really done it. But The Mandalorian was the first show. And when it came out, it made me giddy and feel like I was 12 years old again. That's not happening this season. No. So No, because they, they just haven't made like, listen. Grogu has not, Din and Grogu have not gone through any character development whatsoever in this season. That's what I'm watching it for. I'm not watching it for Bogotan, and I like Bogotan. But like you've, it, you, you know, you've set us up the last two seasons about these two people and doing something. You can still do it that way. Uh, I just feel like that, you know, I don't know. Anyways, I think that that's probably far enough, but. No, I, I you you make a good point. It's almost like. This should be called, like you said, the Book of Bo-Katan, because that's really what the season's about. It is. It is. So, anyways, how can others tell us what they think of Picard, uh, Mandalorian, the Star Wars announcements, why we took so much time off, whatever they want to <laughs> yell at us for? Uh, how can they find us? Well, we are back, and we are available on the internet. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at KyberCast, or if Facebook is more your jam, you can find us. We have both a page and a group at the KyberCast. And if you really want to help out the show, check out our Patreon page at, at patreon.com slash KyberCast, or better yet, smash. smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Uh, that way it'll be delivered directly to your podcatcher of choice. And you can tell your friends about the episode or show as well, because you know what? Telling your friend is probably the best way to help our show out, get more people to listen and tell them they can find us at any 
pod catching network that they choose or they can find us right at kybercast.com all shows are streaming there as well as uh we have a few things of swag you can order if you want to check out the kybercast shop so uh, that'll do it for this week. And I'm pretty sure that Michael and I will try and record again this Thursday. Uh, I'm not going anywhere for a bit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, so things are a bit more settled now. For a little more settled. So hopefully, you know, we'll watch another episode of Mando and Picard. Uh, I think it's is it season ending Picard, Michael, or is it two more? Two more episodes. Two more. So that's it. So they're both at the both at the uh, penultimate episode. Correct. It's usually, the, usually those are the best episodes. And if, if I could be so bold real quick here, Joe, I just wanted to say thank you to our Patreon members. I'm thankful for all of our listeners, but yes. for those of you that have put money on the table, uh, we realize, like I said, life happened. There were some reasons why we couldn't record much the last month. So perhaps you didn't get your money's worth in March. I appreciate you sticking with us, but we're back and we should be on a much more regular schedule for you going up. That is the plan. So... I agree with Michael, so until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.